to the book of Genesis chapter 7 beginning at verse 10 to all of our guests we thank you for coming tonight we want to welcome you why don't we give them a great big hand clap of welcome tonight thank you Jesus for all of our guests come on let's lift our voices let's really give him give him some thanks for all of our guests tonight in Jesus name I am fighting and prevailing against something that's going on with my throat and uh, for the past few weeks it it feels like I've got one good service on Sundays and uh, I tried to hold back a little bit this morning but I don't know how well that worked so please be patient with me tonight like Brother Hopkins said lean in real close and listen real good in Jesus name Genesis chapter 7 and verse 10 says and it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth in the sixth 600th year of Noah's life somebody say that's old that's, that means that if Noah were alive today and if today were his 600th birthday he would have been born on November 26th of the year 1423. That's old. That is old. But in the 600 year of Noah's life in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day, were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened and the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights we're going to preach tonight with the help of the lord the windows of heaven las ventanas del cielo the windows of heaven let's put our bibles down and let's go before the lord in prayer this evening jesus we love you and we thank you for all that you have done god we never want to cease from giving you thanks and giving you praise for you are worthy you are holy and you alone are god we magnify your name tonight god we thank you for the living word that is here tonight for doctrine for reproof for instruction in righteousness god i pray lord that your will would be done in this place tonight god i pray that you would move in a mighty way that you would confirm your word we thank you and we give you praise and honor and glory tonight in the name of jesus why don't you go ahead and clap your hands one more time. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated tonight. 
the windows of heaven. Las ventanas del cielo. Our opening text comes from the book of beginnings. Nuestro texto de apertura proviene del libro de los comienzos. El libro de Genesis. Where we are introduced to a man named Noah. Donde nos, nos prestan, presentan a un hombre llamado Noah. Noah lived in an evil time period. Noah vivió en un periodo malvado. When everyone acted sinfully all of the time. Cuando todos pecaron todo el tiempo. God began to speak to Noah. Dios habló con Noé. Telling him that he was going to destroy the earth. Que iba a destruir la tierra. But that God wanted to save Noah's family from the destruction. Pero es Dios quiere salvar a la familia de Noé de la destrucción. So God told Noah to build a giant boat. Entonces dijo, Dios el, el dijo a Noé que construyera un barco grande to save himself and his family. Para salvarse a sí mismo y a su familia. It took Noah approximately 120 years to build the ark. Noé tardó 120 años en construir el arca. In the meantime, he preached to his neighbors. Y predicó a sus vecinos. But nobody would listen to his preaching. Pero nadie quiso escuchar su predicación. The Bible tells us that it begins to rain. Noah and his family are in the ark that he has built for approximately seven days. God closed the door. Uh, el arco es cerrado. For seven days. They sit there wondering what is going to happen. And all of a sudden... The people on the outside of the ark begin to feel raindrops that they have literally never felt before. It had never rained before. However, we begin to read the language and we begin to understand that this was no ordinary rainstorm. Esta no fue una tormenta cualquiera. Water is coming down from the sky. El agua bajaba del cielo. Water is bursting from the ground. El agua brotaba del suelo. The Bible tells us and commentators uh, expound upon the fact that this is, seems to be an extraordinary torrent of rain. That 
that just 40 days and 40 nights of even the worst rainstorm that humanity has seen happen naturally would not have caused the entire earth and the, the mountains, etc., to be covered. And so the rains poured down, one commentator says, as though floodgates, which usually shut in the upper waters, were thrown open. And while from the abysses of the earth, the underground ocean burst its way upwards. But the words at least suggest the idea of a great cosmic catastrophe by which some vast body of water was released. This was no ordinary rainstorm. Esta no fue una tormenta cualquiera. Water was coming down from the sky. El agua bajaba del cielo. Water is bursting up from the ground. El agua brotaba del suelo. God was in control of the storm. For all of you English speakers, listen to the Spanish word for storm. Dios tenía el control de la tormenta. God was in control of the storm. Dios tenía el control de la tormenta. And it is in this scripture, y esta en esta escritura, that we first hear the phrase que escuchamos por primera vez la frase, the windows of heaven. All the way in the very beginning, the very first book, the book of beginnings, we hear the phrase, las ventanas del cielo. The word used in the Bible for windows, la palabra usada en la Biblia para ventanas, means a lattice or even a sluice. Significa una celosia o compuerta. One translation also refers to it as Floodgates. Una tradición también se refiere a ellos, a ellos como puertas de inundación. It is as if the windows of heaven are holding back a flood. Es como si las si las ventanas del cielo están frenando una inundación. The Bible tells us that the windows of heaven are open and the fountain of the deep breaks apart and there is literally water coming from every direction. This was no ordinary rainstorm, but God was in control. We find in the book of Genesis, the very next chapter, chapter 8 and verse 1, that God remembered Noah. God remembered Noah. Let me tell you tonight that Noah had God's attention. Noah tenía la atención de Dios. 
and so did God's creation that were in the ark and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark y también lo hijo hizo la creación de Dios que estaba en la, el arca God was not so far removed Dios no está tan lejos that he had forgotten about Noah and God is not so far removed tonight Dios no está tan lejos esta noche que se ha olvidado de ti that he's forgotten about you you need to understand tonight that it doesn't matter what the storm looks like you still have God's attention and you are in the ark that God designed boat builders and masters of the sea those who build ships would tell you that the design of Noah's ark was perfect to withstand the deluge. Yes. This was so cataclysmic an event that it literally marked a place in time. That it was the antediluvian age marked by this deluge. And if it had been any less of a design, the ark would not have lasted. I'm just going to slow down here for a minute and get off my notes and let you know that you're in the safest place in the earth. This, this New Testament plan of salvation ushers you into the ark. Repentance, of, repentance, baptism in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, the infilling of the gift of the Holy Ghost is the perfect design for the storms of life. If the ark had been off one half cubit this way or one half cubit in height or breadth or length, it would have broken in half or capsized. But God knows what he is doing and God has designed the perfect vessel. Noah had God's attention. Noah tenía la atención de Dios. Y también lo hizo la creación de Dios que estaba en el arca. Dios no está tan lejos de que se ha olvidado de ti. God had Noah in mind. God had his other creation in the forefront of his mind as they were sitting there not sailing not moving not controlling the ark didn't have a rudder the ark didn't have a, a sail the ark did not have an outboard or an inboard or a combination motor it was simply relying upon the spirit of God and the storm of life to take it wherever it was going and let me tell you that when the, in the midst of all of that they had God's attention Amen. 
God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth. God sent a wind. Dios envió un viento. The same word is used here for wind as was used in the beginning of Genesis. La misma palabra usada el, al comienzo de Genesis. To describe God's spirit moving before creation began. Para describir el Espíritu de Dios moviéndose antes de que comenzara la creación. And now in the 8th chapter of Genesis, God moves again. Y ahora se mueve de nuevo para hacer desparacer la tormenta. And now he moves again, his spirit begins to move. And he makes the wind to blow to make the storm disappear. The Bible tells us that not only did the storm disappear, but the waters began to recede. Y las aguas bajaron. At no point of this situation, in ningún momento de la situación, at no point of the storm, in ningún punto de la tormenta, has God lost control. Dios ha perdido el control. Just like your situation tonight. Al igual que tu situación esta noche. Dios todavía tiene el control. Dios todavía tiene todo el poder. God has not lost control. God's still in control. And God still has all of the power. He's not out of control. He's still in control. Dios todavía tiene el control. Dios todavía tiene todo el poder. Verse 2 says, The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped. And the rain from heaven was restrained. Listen to the language. Listen to the imagery that it paints. Everything that was going on in the world, all of the storm and the, and the literal earthquakes and the fissures in the ground and, and springs and geysers flowing up from the earth, the windows of heaven, rain coming down in a literal deluge, stopped. And the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of 150 days, the waters were abated. It took an extra 150 days. It took five months. Tomo cinco meses. For dry land to appear. Para que aparezca la tierra seca. But the storm. Pero la tormenta había pasado. The storm was already over. It just took them a little bit longer. Before they could really see it. Before they saw the dry land appear. I want to tell somebody tonight. 
that God is still in control. Dios todavía tiene el control. Dios todavía tiene todo el poder. God still has the power, even when it doesn't look like it to you. God is in control of the windows of heaven. Las ventanas del cielo. God is in control. At no point is he out of control. If we were to look tonight at the book of Psalms, el libro de los Salmos, esta noche, el capítulo 78 es un Salmo histórico. The 78th chapter of the book of Psalms is a historical psalm. This psalm tells the reader to learn from the past mistakes. Este salmo de, le dice al lector que aprenda de los errores del pasado. The mistakes of those who lived before them, de los que vivieron antes que ellos. It covers lessons from the Exodus. Cubra lesiones del Éxodo. And the time of the wilderness. Y el tiempo del desierto. In Psalm chapter 78 and verse 20. The Bible tells us of the man Moses. Who smote the rock. And the waters gushed out. And the streams overflowed. We'll read it this way. Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Verse 21, therefore the Lord heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came up against Israel because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and he rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven man did eat angels food he sent them meat to the full God did many miracles for the Israelites Dios hizo muchos milagros para los israelitas in the wilderness, in el desierto. This psalm describes how God opened the doors of heaven. Este salmo describe como Dios abrió las puertas del cielo y llovió comida sobre ellos and he rained food down on them. Yet, they would not listen. Sin embargo, no quisieran escuchar. When the windows of heaven opened. Cuando las ventanas del cielo se abren. You need to stop and listen. Necesitas para y escuchar. Necesitas para y escuchar a lo que Dios está diciendo. You need to stop and listen to what God is saying. When the windows of heaven Begin to open. The windows of heaven were open, yet they died because of unbelief. Si abrieron las ventanas del cielo, sin embargo, 
mi urión a cosa de la incredulidad. If we were to turn tonight to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 7, pasar conmigo al segundo capítulo, siete de reyes. The city of Samaria is surrounded. La ciudad de Samaria está rodeada. The Syrian army is starving them. Y el ejército sirio los está muriendo de hambre. The situation is so terrible that people are literally eating human I'm sorry, animal waste. La situación es tan terrible que la gente está comiendo desechos animales. And they are even eating their own children. Y incluso comiendo a sus hijos. The prophet Elijah is sitting in his house with the elders of the people. El profeta Eliseo se sentó en su casa y los ancianos del pueblo estaban con él. Cuando llegó un mensajero del rey, buscar al hombre de Dios. The elders of the people are sitting in his house with him when the messenger arrives from the king. He is seeking the man of God. The world is going crazy around them. The people are dying because of the famine and the king who Elisha calls a murderer has enough sense that when life gets crazy cuando la vida se vuelve loca tu respuestas todavía se encontran en el reino de Dios when life gets crazy your answers are still found in the kingdom of God when life gets crazy, you can still find the man of God and say, man of God, what's God saying to you? Man of God, we've got some issues going on right now. Man of God, we've got some problems going on right now. We're hungry. We need some answers. Second Kings chapter 7 and verse 1 says, Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour, mind you, they are eating animal waste, animal dung, animal poo. What is that to you? It is nasty to me. It is nasty to thee. I will not eat that here or there. I will not eat that anywhere. I will not eat that in my house and I will not eat that with a mouse. But now he's saying a measure of fine flour. They would have settled for some bad flour, but he said a measure of fine flour should be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. 
Then there was a Lord or an assistant to the king on whose hand the king leaned. He was sitting in the house with Elisha and he answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be just like those in the wilderness? Como aquellos en el desierto who did not believe, quien no creo, the assistant to the king, este asistente del rey, made a joke at the prophetic word. Hizo una broma sobre la palabra profetica. Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven. He aquí, si el Señor hiciera ventanas en el cielo. Estaba bromeando. He was joking, but he didn't realize that there are windows in heaven. Pero no me de cuenta de que hay ventanas en el cielo. No pienso que fuera posible, pero con Dios todos es posible. He didn't realize that there are windows in heaven. He didn't think that it was possible. But what he needed to understand is that with God, all things are possible. I know it doesn't look real good right now. I know that the tipping point was two women coming before the king. And they said, king, we need you to hear our case. This was the tipping point. These two women come before the king. And they've got a, a child with them. Similar, similar in, 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 in some ways to King Solomon's first real debacle. When the two harlots come to him and they, they bring two children, two babies, one's dead and one's alive. This time there was only one child because they had gotten so hungry that they had made an agreement. They said, today we'll eat your kid. And tomorrow we'll eat mine. Now, as disturbing as the agreement was, the reason they were before the king is because they did it the first day. And the second day, when it came time to eat the second child, his mama said, no, we're not eating. And so the issue was, make her. Make her roast her child so we can eat. And the wicked, murderous king said, oh, Somebody go get the king. Or somebody go get the, the man of God. Somebody go get the prophet. And here is the assistant to the king. Saying, I know things are bad, but you're giving them false hope. Yeah, you know what? If there were windows in heaven, maybe. Come on. Maybe this might happen. But the man of God looks at the assistant to the king. And he tells them that he would see. The miracle, but he would not be allowed to taste the miracle. El hombre de Dios le dijo que viera, vería el milagro, pero no se la permitiría probar la comida. Let me preach to you tonight. Déjame predicarte esta noche that it is not the will of God for you to only see the miracle. Que no es la voluntad de Dios que solo veas el milagro. Él quiere que tú también lo 
Ruebis. He wants you to taste the miracle as well. The book of Psalm chapter 34 and verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. It is the will of God for you to see it, but also to taste it. Lo siento, no en español. Ahora. Come on. Come on. That's why it's so important for you. I'm getting sidetracked right now. That's Come why on. I said I'm sorry. This part's not in Spanish. Come on. To not just see the word. That's right. Right. Samson and Delilah. Not to just see the word. Not to just Come on. believe only. But blessed are those that have not seen and yet believe. Because they have tasted it. Let me present to you tonight the doctrine of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Oh, taste and see when you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. El Espíritu Santo de Reyes from the King. He said, I want you to taste it. So it's going to the evidence is going to be from your very mouth. is going to get a get a grip on what I'm doing in your life. So speaking in tongues is not the Holy Ghost, but it is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. That's the tasting part. And behold, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. When my past is saying no, God's saying yes. When the sin says no, God says yes. Taste and see. El quiere que tu también lo pruebas. He wants you to taste it as well. Not to only see it. Verse 3, 2 Kings chapter 7. There were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate of the city of Samaria. And they said one to another, why do we just sit here until we die? It's asinine. It's crazy. Sister Gabby, why are we just... Why are we just going to sit here until we die? I mean, we going to sit here thinking that things are going to change? And Brother Chris, they got limbs missing, appendages missing. Their face might have been rotting off because of the leprosy. It's literally a flesh-eating disease. Man, we could sit here until we die. Or... Maybe the Syrians don't think about lepers like the Israelites do. Bunch of heathens. 
Maybe not. They don't have Leviticus in the Syrian camp. And so, verse 5. They arose up in the twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there wasn't nobody there. You mean to tell me that this is an army that has literally surrounded an entire city and has been starving them out? And when four crippled, handicapped, messed up, smelly, not just dirt smell, you're talking rotting flesh smell. They were alive and still smelled dead. And they walked to the gate of the camp of the Syria, the uttermost part of the camp, and nobody was there. Verse 6. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. But it's just four little lepers. They had to shout, I'm clean! Everywhere they went. They couldn't live with their families. They were separated from their families because they had issues. They couldn't live inside the city, but they could beg in the gate. Even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. They thought that somebody had escaped from the the camp of the Israelites or the city of Samaria and went and hired mercenaries. No, it wasn't mercenaries. It was just some folks that understood Why should we sit here until we die? Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and they left their tents and they left their horses, they left their donkeys, even the camp like it was and they ran for their lives. They didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. They ran for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and they ate and they drank. They said, my goodness, Joe, look at that. That's a pile of silver. Get you, son. They grabbed the silver. They grabbed the gold. They grabbed the raiment. They ransacked that place. And they went and they hid it. And they came again and they went into another tent. And they ate and they drank and they robbed it. They were looting. And they carried things also and they went and they hid it. And after they hide their second load... They said one to another, we're not doing well. What do you mean, Frank? We're doing better than we've ever done. We're doing better than we've done in years. Man, I had to use all seven fingers to carry that last load. We had to hobble together. We made it together. But man, what are you saying? That we're not doing right. That we're not doing well. He said, well, let me tell you something, Joe. We're not doing well because today uh, is a day of good tidings. And we are sitting here holding our peace. There's good news and we're not sharing it. 
if we tarry until the morning, some mischief might come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go tell the king's household. And the people went out and spoiled the tents. In verse 16, they spoiled the tents. Who is this? These are the people of Samaria. They go and they spoil the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel. According to the word of the Lord. I'm almost done. Musicians can come. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate. We got to organize this before things get out of hand. Yesterday they were eating doves dung and their children. But today it's Black Friday sales on fine flour. They're bum rushing the door. The glass is cracking. We got to call the automatic door company. If I don't get somebody down there, things are not going to end well. And so he appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trod upon him in the gate and he died. As the man of God had said, who spake when the king came down to him. And it came to pass as the man of God had spoken to the king saying two measures of barley for a shekel and a measure of fine flour for a shekel. You're going to get two measures of the not so great stuff for the same price as one measure of the finest flour. And that Lord answered the man of God and said, now behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. And so it fell out to him. For the people trode upon him in the gate, and he died. The one who did not believe. El que no crea. Fue pisoteado por los que lo hicieron was trampled by those who did believe. I don't only want to see the miracle. No solo quiero ver el milagro. I want to taste the miracle. Quiero probar el milagro. Quiero que Dios abra las ventanas del cielo. I want God to open the windows of heaven. That phrase, las ventanas del cielo, the windows of heaven is found as well in el libro de Malachi, the book of Malachi, chapter 3 and verse 10. It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith saith the Lord of hosts if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it God doesn't need our money because he is poor 
Dios no necesita nuestro dinero porque es pobre. Necesitamos devolverle lo que es suyo. We need to give back to him what is his. And he promises to open the windows of heaven. Y promete abrir las ventanas del cielo. And make sure that we are blessed. Y asegurarse de que seamos bendecidos. The same windows of heaven where the floodgates were opened in Noah's day. The same windows of heaven that poured manna out in the wilderness. The same windows of heaven that were opened in blessing when the four lepers went to the camp of the Syrians. God said there are windows in heaven. There are windows in heaven. I want God to pour out in my life. Heaven has windows. El cielo tiene ventanas. And God wants to bless you. Y Dios quiere bendecerte. Tithing and stewardship are keys to being blessed. El diezmo y la mayordomía. Son claves para ser bendecido. God wants to bless you. God wants your life to be a testimony of His goodness. Dios quiere que tu, tu vida sea un testimonio de su bondad. Don't get trapped by unbelief. No te dejas atrapar por la incredulidad. Like the Israelites in the wilderness. Como los Israelitas en el desierto. And the king's assistant. Y el asistente del rey. But live life full of faith. Vida llena de fe. If God can use four lepers. Si Dios puede usar cuatro leprosos. God can use you. Dios puede. Puede usarte. God wants to use you to bring in a harvest. Dios quiere usarte para traer una cosecha. God wants to use you to win souls. God wants to open the windows of heaven. Dios quiere las, las ventanas del cielo. He wants to open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessing. He wants to use you for his glory. And if God can open the windows of heaven like a deluge, what can God do in your life tonight? I'm not preaching for your money, but you ought to make sure that that's not the first thing that comes to your mind when we start preaching about tithing and stewardship. Live long enough to know that if you'll give back to God what's His and everything's His, but if you'll give back the portion that He's asked you to give, God will make sure you are never without. There are windows in heaven, and God wants to pour His Spirit out tonight. He doesn't want you to just see it. He's not content with you watching others live blessed lives. 
God's not content with you watching others filled with His Spirit. He's not content with you watching others baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. Oh, taste and see. He wants you to experience it for yourself. He's ready tonight to open the windows of heaven and work in your life. I wonder tonight if there's anybody here that would say, God, I want you to work in my life. God, I want you to move in my family. I want you to move in my world. I want you to move in my home. I want you to move in my future.